is Truth Be Told Podcast. I'm your host, Britt. And today we have episode number 39, Grit by Angela Duckworth with Miss Teresa. How are Hello. you? Doing great. This is a this is a great topic. No, can't I'm wait to dive into this one. So excited to have y'all. She's my Gemini sister, too, right, Teresa? Mm -hmm. June? June 4th. Yeah, June 7th. So whenever That's right. Yeah, whenever um, I asked you to come on the podcast, it was so funny because that Gemini came out of you so quick. And I was like, Teresa, let's talk about this book. And you're like, uh, no. <laughs> so I'm, not, so I'm not feeling that one, Britt. Can we do a different one? <laughs> right. So I'm so glad that I got you on today to talk about grit. Angela Duckworth um, explains it very, very well. It's, it's a good book. And, and what we're talking about today, it just is in the right frame. It's in the right time. So I'm just thankful for you today. Um, guys, if you are new to my channel, please go like, share and subscribe. Um, I'm still new to podcast. This is my first year. I'm still growing. And so I'm just thankful to have Teresa on today. But before we even go into the topic, Teresa, please let the audience know a little bit about yourself and what you got going on. Uh, hi, uh, my hey. name is Teresa and I met Miss Britt and a wonderful group of people. We were in a book club together and um, it was it was lovely. And it's great to always meet like minded people. And also I did it to get back into reading because I you know, you get busy and you fall out of it and it's kind of a muscle. You have to do it all the time. Um, so a friend of mine actually uh, recommended this book to me. Um, I work in fintech and he reached out to me and was like, you've got to read this book. He goes, I read it at least once a year. It's one of my favorite books. So I said, okie dokie. And I grabbed it and I can see why. Um, because when he met me, once he got to know me, he's like, you have to read this book. <laughs> so um, I am a book lover. I live in Los Angeles uh, and getting just really excited to, to chat about this topic. And you're a hot mama too. Your hair looks amazing, y'all. Look at Teresa. She's showing us how we are supposed to continue <laughs> to evolve and take care of our hair. So I just love it. I love it. <laughs> but I'm glad to talk to you today. What made you want to talk about this book? Ooh. I think my own life. Um, one of the things, and I'm going to challenge her definition a little bit because the full title of the book is The Power of Passion and Perseverance, which you certainly have to have. Um, I think I'm going to do the emphasis on the perseverance side okay. of things because I think my definition of grit is showing up with tenacity and uh, the ability to be sort of malleable. Yes. You know, when you think about, when you go back, like I've been doing, I, one of my all time favorite TV shows, and I don't watch much TV, is um, like, who do you think you are and finding your roots? Uh -huh. You know, these genealogy shows. Yes. So go, go back to your ancestors, you know, go back to the people who came here and what it took for them to like get on a boat halfway around the world to come and, you know, go, uh, you know, it, something's got to be better than this. So we're just going to go over there and, and go make it. 
Um, and in the, and in the very unfortunate case of our awful history of slavery in this country, people who didn't have a choice and then generationally had to grow up in that state of bondage and just the, just the grit, right? Just the tenacity, just the survivability of, of our ancestors to kind of dig in and go, all right, I'm going to wake up every day and I'm going to kind of keep putting one foot in front of the other and I'm going to keep doing this thing. I think you can have passion because it gives you a goal and it gives you something to reach out to. And then your perseverance, right, to use her title of the book, all those things will help move you to the outcome of whatever it is that you want your passion to develop into, right? If you're an entrepreneur, if, you know, whatever, if you're building a business, if you're, you know, you want to run for president, I don't know, whatever it is, like some big thing, yes, you need to have those things. I wouldn't say that I'm overly passionate, though. That's the funny thing. I, I mean, think, I think that there are those of us like ancestors, like, you know, my ancestors, mine and your ancestors are like, what if you don't have a choice? You're what right. if, you know, what if you just have to get up and persevere every day? What if you just have to get gritty to survive? Gosh, it's so funny you said that you give me goosebumps because it's, it's funny that you even take it back to our ancestors because I'm not saying that they would laugh at us about the struggles that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, but if you're thinking about what they went through, me and our ancestors, to get us to where we're at as a whole. Like, that's just a big thing. That's just something like it had to happen. Somebody had to pave the way. Like you said, we have options now. Yep. Back then, we didn't have those options. No. So and when the, you, the world was smaller. Right. It was, it was it, a lot to travel. It was a lot to do anything, make money. I mean, I watch these shows and they talk about, you know, what these people's every, you know, half the world was a farmer, you know, it like, that's, that's a hard job, you know, and everything was manual. You know, yeah. we didn't have the ease of today. There were no cars. There was, yeah, at some point there wasn't even trains, you know, yeah. so getting around was a lot. Mm -hmm. Just that, just even that was a lot. You know, these people had to walk, they had to work, they had to just, you know, just to get resources, just think about getting water and, you know, building a home or any of these other things really took an enormous amount of energy and effort. You really had to want it and you had to dig in every day in order to make it happen. And the only way that you wake up and you do that every day is you're like, I'm doing it. That's it. And, and it's that tenacity, mm -hmm. you know, I think like fast forward, I often refer to my mom's side of the family. Um, so my mom is half Irish and half German. Okay. And they've, the German side, I'm only like the third generation here. Oh, and what? on the Irish side, I think I'm fifth or sixth. Mm -hmm. I have a great, great way back that fought in the Civil War. And he'd only been here for two years, which is interesting to me because I'm like, you're 21 years old. You have no skin in the game, essentially, right? And you come and you fight in the Civil War. Union, by the way, thank you very much. So I was on the right side of history. So, but I was like, when I looked all that up and I saw that, I'm like, that is fascinating to me. But they wanted something. Mm -hmm. And not only that, when you can't go back, like I often have this conversation with my friends with children today. Because mm -hmm. God knows 
What do you say, Teresa? I want to know. Those, those babies today, they got it easy. I mean, in so many ways. I mean, they have it, I think, harder than we did in some ways with social media and all this junk. And they're like way, they're, they're maturing way beyond their years. They're, they're not kids anymore. They don't get to just run out the door and be gone for 12 hours like we did and be little free range chickens anymore. That's the stuff that I think that sucks. Um, but easy in the sense of, I, I find with my friends, they, they're just, just like helicopter parents. They're just like, you know, putting their hands out. Okay, don't, you know, like, don't fall like right here. And, you know, our parents were like, you know, we'd fall and break our faces every day. And they were just like, see, I told you not to do that. Okay, go wash up and like dinners in five minutes, you know? <laughs> and I just think about that time because we had to figure a lot of stuff out, which I think is good because I think it kind of challenges you to make choices. Yes. You know, we had to make choices every time we stepped out the door as kids every single day. You know, mm -hmm. who am I going to play with today? Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Oh, I'm kind of having conflict with Susie over here. Like, how am I going to handle that today? Because I kind of want to play with her, but we need to clear the air. And, you know, so you had to kind of juggle all of that stuff growing up. And, you know, now it's so everything's so sanitized and weird and all of that. And I don't think that unless you're bringing some of the flair from your own childhood in, it's, it's, you know, it's almost like the dizziness of freedom. Right. They have too many choices today where I don't think we had as many, mm -hmm. but also I was raised in an environment where I knew when I left, that was it. I left my mom's house at 17 and a half. I left my dad's house at 18 and I've never seen those people Again, I never asked for a dime. I never moved back in. I was like, I will be a box on a corner before I ever live with my mom again. Like when you, again, back to the ancestors, when you don't have a net, when you have no choice, it has to work. And you might bumble and fumble and fall and it may not be a pretty straight line, but you will make it work. And that to me is the, the tenacity of the grit. Everything you're saying is just, it just gives me butterflies because you pretty much just summed up the definition of grit. Um, through, through talking about, you know, growth and resilience and tenacity and all of those different um, attributes that make up the word grit, I think, it, like you said, it takes more than passion to get up and go because I have a lot of respect. I know we were talking about our parents before we got on. And, and I was talking about my grandfather, just about the age at where they were and what they had to go through. Like they didn't have a choice. And he always tells me because we, me and him, we fight. We, we always go back <laughs> and forth because I'm pretty much his, his point of contact. And so when he doesn't like how I move and do stuff with what he has going on, he doesn't understand. And so I have to like be patient and, and realize what he came from, what he, mm -hmm. what, how he was raised and how things had to go back then. Where, like you said, now we have so many options. We sometimes don't know what to do with those options. And then yeah. when we don't put the foot forward to make the change. Then it's like, well, it's somebody else's fault, but it's nobody else's fault. I'm learning that we are in control of our life and yeah. the that we can't control. We just need to, put those to the wayside and let the universe or God, let that work itself out. Whatever you believe in. I believe in God. I believe there's something bigger than, than us. Um, but whatever you believe in, 
it's always it always has a way of working itself out. It does, but not without thought and effort. Because right. again, like you know, I've lost my job a number of times, mm -hmm. um, especially right after the um, the whole economic meltdown of like oh eight, oh nine, ten in there. That was not a kind time to me. I was in marketing, <laughs> so marketing's always the first to go. So I am no stranger to losing my job. Um, and, time, and I, Teresa, huh? that's actually the first time I got laid off, mm. 2008. So I did. It was a rough time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was a rough time. And it's funny because I knew, cause I was looking just like everybody, but right. she could very quickly see, especially in 09 when 650,000 people a month were losing their job. You're, you know, you're looking every day, you're going to all the meet and greets and you're doing all these things. And it became very clear, clear to me. I'm like, wow, I got to strap in because this is going to be a minute. You know, mm -hmm. this is this is going to be not a couple of months. This is going to go on. And I ended up being pretty calm about it. And everybody in my life was losing their mind. They're like, oh, my God, how could you be, you know, so chill? And I said, listen, every day I wake up and I'm doing everything you're supposed to be doing. Remember at that time, it was sort of like, create your personal brand, get a website, you know, get on Twitter, do these things and talk about your stuff and whatever. So I did all that every day. I went right. down the Twitter rabbit hole. I had a handle. I did a whole thing. You know, I got a website, um, you know, spent money on website, a master resume writer. I did all the things. I spent a lot of money that got me nothing. I'll just say that because everybody was like, it was like shooting in the dark. Nobody knew what the hell to do. It was weird. We had never been, our generation had never been through that. So I still showed up to it every single day, but like you, I believe that there are things that happen for a reason. I am not a patient person. So what I really did, and I told people this, I said, look, I'm not in charge of this ride. Right. I show up every day. I do my part that I'm supposed to do but it's not up to me. No, it's not. No. And I firmly believe that. And every day I would sit down, I would have a little conversation with the man and I would be like, all right, I know you're trying to teach me something. It's probably about patience. Cause I'm not really good with that. So I'm going to lean into that a little bit and <laughs> I'm going to figure that out and I'm going to use my time wisely to maybe do some things for myself that I've you know, been neglecting because I had been on the hamster wheel for because like you heard me say, I left home really young. So I put myself through school. I worked two jobs and went to school, you know, all that kind of stuff. And when you're just on go all oh. the time for all these years, you're not really looking at a lot of things. Oh. So I went, OK, you're sidelining me for a reason. And it happens a few times. So and and the lesson I was like, oh, oh, again. Oh, OK. So I guess the lesson hasn't been learned. All right. I'm going to dig even deeper this time. And not a lot of people would think about it that way. But again, this is my. Uh, you know, I, I do have a, an intense level of self-awareness, but also just this bigger sense of something else. Right. Um, of learning. And uh, and I I learned a lot. I learned a lot. So as you have learned and you're continuing to learn um, through those three components of grit, um, it talks about uh, sustained interest and sustained goals. And think it talks about sustained goals, sustained interest and effort. 
How do you use those on a day-to-day basis or just in life general? It's interesting because I was thinking about that coming into this because I have been really passionate about maybe less than a handful of things in my whole life when I really thought about it. And to those things at the time, I gave years worth of effort and was really, I was reading and I was doing, some things were physical, some things were mental, you know, whatever. So I put myself in all of that and none of them ended up being the long road to anything, but it's knowledge that I have. Um, So I think the interest um, that she talks about and then you put the effort toward the interest and then maybe you create a goal in mind right. to get to a finish line with those things. I, my life hasn't gone like that. Okay. My, that's why I said at the beginning, it's like, I'm gonna challenge her notion because my life has been a little bit different. I would say I am ultra gritty. And the reason I'm ultra gritty is because I am flying in the dark without a net. Like I don't, I can't fail. Like there's no, failure's not an option. It's just not, you know, so. I have that dig in, gonna make it work. What do I need to do? You know, there's no crying in baseball. Like, let's just go kind of, you know, mentality. And and I just get up every day and I go, whether I'm interested or not, honestly, because I have to. You fail. What do you do? Because all of us have to learn we're gonna fail when we're growing and, and to put in one foot in front of the other is some type of, um, reaction that some of us just can't come out of. So how do you give people that are dealing with failures and, and not learning that that's just a part of life? How, how do you, what do you say to those people that are trying to come out of that? I'll give you an example. So one of my passions was medicine. Mm-hmm. I went to school for marketing and about four or so years in, I was bored. I was working in advertising I had really big clients, but I was like, wow, this is what I busted my ass for seven years for. This, this is ridiculous. So I got bored because I do. I, I, I'm like one of those people that gets bored really easy. So our sign. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's that duality. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so I sort of went down the rabbit hole of, well, what is my passion? What am I passionate about? Okay, kind of getting back to the passion thing. And so I, I kind of was assessing and whatever. And funny enough, the one person and I don't I'm not real close to my sister, but I happen to have a conversation with her. And, you know, kind of telling her this and like what I'm going through, I'm kind of going through this change, and I really know blah, blah, blah. And she just she literally asked me just that very simple question. She goes, well, what are you passionate about? And I and without hesitation, I said, medicine, I, I've always wanted to be a paramedic. And she goes, then go figure out how to do that. Uh, and because ever since I was, do you remember like when we were kids, it was like emergency, the TV show, like from the yeah. time I was four years old, could not miss that show, had the lunchbox, like I wanted to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I just, it just never came up as a possibility. Okay, well now I'm older and you know, okay, maybe things are different. I have more information. So let me go down the rabbit hole. So I went down the rabbit hole. I figured out what I needed to do. And I actually started to go toward making that effort. So while I was working full time, I started to take courses because you have to be an EMT before you can be a paramedic. 
Right. So I, I actually did that. And I did, I found a Saturday program. So I worked Monday through Friday and then all day Saturday without anybody knowing that was my like sixth day of work. And I did that for a semester. I finished the top five of my class. I loved it. It was awesome. I got my cert, you know, not long after I finished the class, but I didn't work in the field for a few years because once I found out what these poor people make to save your life every day, it's pretty sad. It's pretty amazing. Uh, this was in 99 and basically they made a little bit more than minimum wage. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's shocking. So by the time I finally got into the field, that's why, um, you know, this, this time is so pivotal right now, September 11th, right? I, I literally interviewed a couple days after September 11th and I got the job and about a month later I started working, which was a very surreal time to be an EMS. People were like waving at you, hugging you. you know, it was very, very surreal, but it was amazing and I loved it. And it was, it was physical work. It's hard work. Um, I had the best partner in the world. I worked for a great company and I loved it. And then I hurt myself. And at the same time, I figured out in going to EMT school, oh, actually I don't wanna be a paramedic. I wanna be a physician's assistant. So I went down that avenue as well. And being an EMT was fine because I needed patient time at the time. You don't anymore, but you did then. So I was doing all this medical stuff and all of a sudden every door, every window, everything was opening up to me. All these people I met, like I'm like, wow, I'm on the right track. Like, this is amazing. Like everything in my universe was just like, oh, like it felt like we're humming. It was good. And then fast forward to 2004. And for the second time, I'm not really great at math, folks. I'll just say that. So I was taking chemistry. I was like a darn near straight A student and everything. And I get to chem, boom, hit the wall. Do not pass. Okay. Have to take it again. Take a different teacher. Like, I think I scored two points higher, still not a passing grade. And I had to just throw in the towel because I couldn't afford to do it anymore. You know, right. I just couldn't. And then I was not only looking at like what I was making as an EMT, but then I was like, oh, now I'm going to have to pay $80,000 to go to PA school. Like, how much, where am I going to pull that out of? You know, my God. So I just like, I called it. I called it. I gave all this effort. I'm, I stood at three classes away from being over, being able to go to PA school. I needed one more semester of bio and a year of chem and I was going, I could go. That's how close I got. Oh, wow. And I remember the day that I decided, I, you know, I can't do, I can't afford to do this anymore. And I sort of just got quiet with myself and I sat with it. And what I didn't do is I didn't go, okay, Lord, this feels a little funny. Like you were opening every door, window, possibility for me to go down this road. Everything felt so right. And now everything is upside down. Like, and I never bothered to sit there and feel sorry for myself. It, I didn't think that it was wasted time. I never asked why. I literally just went, okay. Fast forward to today. That was right. 04, from 04 to, two, to 22, here's what I got for you. I got both my parents through cancer because I could speak to their doctors because I spoke their language. I've had my own health issues. I can deal with them because I speak the doctor's language. I know where to look for information. I know how to read medical stuff. COVID, for God's sakes, everybody was calling me. What do you think? What do you think this is, you know? Or my friends go get their blood work from their annual checkups and they send it to me. They're like, am I dying? Like, did they tell me everything? You know, whatever. And so even though I didn't go off and do what I wanted to do, 
I still use that information every day. We have that in common too, Teresa. See, I'm learning today. <laughs> every right. day. So I don't think of it as, I mean, you could look at it as like, I failed at the ultimate thing I was going after, but I didn't really fail. No, you did. That's, that's not, uh, that's not bad information to have, right? I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty nifty, <laughs> pretty, right. pretty handy to, to, to know all of that stuff. So you know what to look for. Yes. But I didn't, I think the most important thing in all of that is that I didn't, I don't know what the right thing is. It, it didn't like bring me down. Um, uh, it didn't, all it really showed me, to be honest with you, I'm going to go the other way. There were no negative things. I'll just say that. The positive in all of it was that it showed me like, wow, I could do a lot more than I ever thought I could. Like anytime you sell yourself short, go really challenge yourself. Going into medicine was challenging. I mean, but guess what? Guess what I found out when I went into it, other than the chemistry class, folks, which, by the way, is not a science class. It's a math class. I'm just going to say for the record. Um, <laughs> that's it. Please. It's not a science class. I was natural at it. It's tough. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of memorizing how everything goes together. It's, it made sense to me. It was the first time in my life where I was like, this totally makes sense. That's why the A's came so easy. The A's didn't come that easy in undergrad, let me tell you. Uh, but boy, when I was doing this, and also I was older, I had more context into life, right? I think I was like, you know, in my late 20s, early 30s when I was doing this. So had more context into life. And it was a choice, right? I chose to be there. So that's another thing that made it easier. Um, it's just, it was amazing to me. And it gave me so much confidence. And that's why I didn't feel anything negative about it. I was like, wow, I really did something. Okay, I didn't get to the finish line, but maybe I'm being protected from something. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have wanted to be in the hospital the last two years. Without that. Yeah, you. It, it's always, I never know how you how you took it and you structured it to where it was something that was beneficial for you instead of like looking at it as the glass half empty yeah and and sitting in it because sometimes mm -hmm. what we will do when things don't go our way or we think it's supposed to be a b c d and it doesn't it's not like that and then if you're not strong enough or don't recognize the signs you can really go into like a depression or anxiety or just, and not know how to get out of it. So I yeah. appreciate saying all of that. And life is funny too, because like I mentioned, I'm in FinTech. So that stands for financial technology. It's just those two words mushed together. So like I said, marketing degree. Hi, would you like the sky bluer? <laughs> right? <laughs> As I started in advertising doing like print ads and you know TV commercials, right? I work with like systems engineers now. And I remember a couple years ago, cause I'd morphed my role. Mm -hmm. um, I started working in operations and my boss looked at me and she goes, I can't believe your background and like how good you are at doing all of this stuff. I mean, I was like solving problems and fixing things and working with all of our teams and you know, for anybody in your audience who's a technology person, it's like I'm working with systems engineers, you know, DevOps, tech ops, like, you know, my 
operations command center, like all these guys, like, you know, I've got like systems APIs, I've got all kinds of stuff going on. Right. <laughs> and I said to her, cause it took, it was interesting to me that I was like, God, I really like this. Mm -hmm. Like I really like operations. I'm also one of those weirdos that likes to take broken stuff and fix it. So there's that, which also kind of explains working in medicine as well. You kind of are doing the same thing. So I said, you know, I've been thinking about it too. And I go, and here's what I came up with. Here's a full circle moment for you. And it's so crazy when I, when I thought of it, I said, you know what? I studied the human body and the human body is a system. And so is the computer system. And as long as you know where everything joins and connects and where the possible breaking points are at those junctures, that's why ops is easy for me. How about that? My whole medical background informs what I do today. Yes. Never that. saw that coming. <laughs> so when I tell you that I I learned all of those years of being sort of like, I call it being taken out and like kind of sidelined with the job losses and life shifting and okay, no, you thought you were going down that road, but you're really not and whatever. And the reason I've learned to just sit back and go, okay, is because I've now lived, honestly, I really started being very aware of this about 2004. So we're talking like, what is that? Eight, 16? I don't know about it. Again, bad at math, 18 yeah. years, whatever at that to say, I don't question anymore. I go, okay, we'll see where this comes for a full circle. Let's see where this is going to wrap around again somewhere in my life. Seriously, uh, I, I cannot make that up. I have not can't make it up. Mm -mm. Like I, 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 I know the stuff. Like I know this. I know that. I know everything you're saying. But as far as me actually, when I'm in it, like when I'm in the grit, when I'm in yeah. it. All of it, I just, it depends on where my mood is and what I have going on, you know. But I, I needed to hear that because you're not just talking to the audience, you're talking to me too. <laughs> so I needed to hear that because I need to know that sometimes when I think it's supposed to go this one way, it's going to come back a full circle a different way. It's just something behind it. And I'm so go, 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 go. I'm like that all the time with everything, but just because of my position in my household that I'm really just like, don't never give myself time to sit back and analyze things. I, so. I think there's, there's a piece. I've learned this too, as I've gotten older, there's kind of a piece in letting go. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really wanted that part of my life to work out. I really did. I was so like, again, I was so passionate about it. Right. right. I loved it and really, really wanted it, really wanted it to work out. But I was really surprised at the way that I reacted when it didn't, because I really just, I literally just had a conversation. I was like, okay, you're changing on me. Right. Must, be a, must be a reason. All right. I'm just going to go do something else now. And it went like this, but all valuable. The people I met along the way, the things I've learned along the way, the things that I've learned about myself along the way. And then to have, all, and that's one example, I could tell you about five more, but like just to have that kind of come around and just in the last couple of years, me have that realization um, is, is pretty spectacular, which now informs me in every area of my life because I've seen it over and over and over. And this is where I've learned the patience is I used to never be patient. And now when something doesn't work out, I go, 
wonder when I'll see that again. <laughs> right. I wonder when I'll see how it's all going to work out because it will somehow. It always comes into this full circle moment. And you it's just having that awareness to know that it's coming. And, and I let it go. The universe has our back and has a plan. <sighs> and it. you can't see it because, no. again, flying blind without a net. Right. You just have to keep. You just have to keep going and keep your balance and just keep walking along that tightrope of life. And something at the end of the line is, is going to happen for you. And now I just sort of see it all as the adventure that life is, you know, it's not scripted. It's not uh, boring by any stretch, (laughs) (laughs) but also I think that the grit, the tenacity, the, Um, again, the malleability, when you get thrown, if you think of life as a roller coaster and you can't see that drop and you can't see that curve that's coming that yanks you, um, but you end up going with it and having fun and maybe, you know, even throwing up your hands and being like, woohoo, all right, let's see where this goes. You know, (laughs) it's, it's, um, it's so much more freeing, right? So much more freeing. And, and again, just kind of, gives you more inner strength and more resolve to carry forward and, and to continue being in that moment. I mean, listen, all of us in the last two years have had to pivot. Every single person on this planet has had to pivot in the last two years. We've all had to make changes in our life. We've all seen things a little bit differently. We all had to sit still for a minute and Mm -hmm. contemplate a lot of things. And um, how are you doing with that? Some people are like, busting out of their skin like they're going crazy because they wanted to be the way that it was before and me I was like all right it's just one more thing that I gotta just roll with right adjust yeah I love it I love everything you're saying today um I needed to hear that um just by everything that's going on in my life right now I'm so grateful for you coming on the show today just to explain uh, this wonderful book by Angela Duckworth. She, you know, in her own way and through science and through, I guess, her life journeys and us just teaching us what she's learned through the power and passion and perseverance. Um, it's just amazing. Um, so I love it. But before I let you go today, I have to ask you, um, I'm going to ask you if you could say anything to 20 year old Teresa, Ooh. what would you say? you can do it whatever the it is and life gets so much better yes yes I think about that time a lot Mm -hmm. I'm one of the few people that actually sits back and I look at how far I've come I don't do it to give myself credit I give I do it to give myself perspective right? and um, especially when I hit milestone birthdays. Yeah. Right. So turning 50 a few years ago was a big one. It's, it is a big one, you know? Um, and I look back, I looked back at 40, 30, 20. And I was like, I have never been the same person in any of those ages. I'm still me. Right. There's still core things about me, but man, things I was dealing with, 
things I was learning. 20 was, girl, I would go back to high school before I go back to my 20s. Let me just say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, woo, those were tough I was years. I in my 20s, Teresa. God almighty, those were tough years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so 20, 20 is actually when I first went to therapy and I had to start the hard work. Mm-hmm. So when I tell you I had to put it into action for all of my 20s, that's what made it so difficult. And I was going to college at the same time and, and, and I with all these things. Right. And you're growing and changing so much in your 20s. But thank you, baby Jesus. By the time I got to 30, I was like, whoo, OK, life's life's better. Yeah. And then I got to 40 and 40 was interesting. 40. I turned 40 unemployed because that was that time. Right. That was oh nine. Right. That was that time. And um, and then when I got to to 50, um, I think funny enough, I was also unemployed at 50, but I had a smile on my face. You know, I was just like, oh, I already know how to do this. Right. Like people are like, how are you so? I'm like, because I know how to do this. Uh I know what's going on. Yeah, I know what's happening. You know, it's all good. It's going to work out. And it has. And, um, you know, the, the thing I will say. A hundred percent is find your tribe, find your tribe, because the reason I survived all those things is because I have very deep friendships. I have, you know, 20 year old me, the, the smartest thing you ever did, you 20 year old kid, you was have good people in your life and mentors that you still have in your life today that you could look up to, that you could talk things through. Cause I was on my own and I was trying to figure out life on my own. And I did not have a, my toolbox was like not even a toolbox. It was like nothing. I knew nothing. And I had to go figure life out for myself. I tripped around so much in that time. But the thing I would say that I did right is I, always gravitated to people that I admired, that I respected, that um, their lives look like something I might want to have. And I would talk to them about that. Um, That's one thing 20 year old Teresa absolutely did right. And every year since then, I've never not done. I've always, I've always had great people. That that's amazing because I wasn't one of those people in, in my twenties, like around the right type of people. Um, I'm still learning, like you guys were probably one of the first set of people I've been around that kind of just changed my perspective of just like-minded people growing. Nobody's trying to hate on each other. Everybody's trying to, you know, commend each other and support one another. And I just, I just took to that. Um, And then I just realized it made me just look at life different. So I was like, oh my gosh, Brittany, you have to realize that. Sometimes, like Sean used to say, you know, learn to just not stay as long. Um, You know, even with family, you know, because sometimes family can trip you up. They can they can take you down that rabbit hole of whatever you're feeling or whatever. Like you said, we talked about our ancestors before what they were taught before us. And it just keeps going through generation, through generation, through generation. So. I commend you at being that young and being around those type of people. And it shows because you, you're awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. No, yeah. I'm listen. I'm glad that I'm glad the book club brought us together. Um, yeah. That was such an extraordinary group of people. And um, I know that we all love Sean for even starting it and, mm-hmm. and keeping it around as long as we did. And we read some great stuff and we all learned from each other and about ourselves. And I think that, um, 
it did what I'm kind of talking about with these folks in my life is that it also sparks you. You get inspired by people whose actions you go, wow, you're so brave. You, you decided to go do whatever, you know, fill in the blank. And, and, but we were all cheering each other on because the one thing that everybody has in common in the human experience is that no matter what, at some point, self-doubt creeps in because oh, everybody comes from somewhere. And I don't know anyone that comes from like a perfect, you know, environment. We all have those old tapes that play in our head from wherever, some point in our life. Um, not all of us had great upbringings. Not all of us had great examples. Um, I didn't in my immediate family, but I did in some of my extended family. And I certainly did in the amazing people that the good Lord brought forth in my life. And the one thing my massage therapist loves to remind me, I've been going to him for 18 years, he <laughs> loves to remind me, he goes, you told me very early on when I met you that God always brings the right people at the right time into your life. And I said, he does. Yes, he does. Right when I need him, right, right when I think I'm going through something, I really could use whatever, I really need support in this area. I'm telling you, presto bingo. Oh. Seriously, within like a two to four weeks kind of thing. Like, I mean, just a short amount of time. Like if I really focus on it, it's like this amazing person will show up in my life and help me do whatever I need done. It's, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. But this is where, like I told you, I really started paying attention to it because I saw that starting to happen. Over and over. Girl, I can't manifest now because it will happen. Oh wow. I have to be very focused on my manifesting because oh. it will it will show up at my doorstep. I'm telling I you. That too. I definitely believe that. It's a lot of stuff I didn't really believe in until I started getting into manifestation. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. Me and Rose was talking about it like when we was in the book club. Like mm -hmm. I was like, this is like like just be happy and just say your affirmations. And we were yeah. like not real mm -mm. but then we were like actually putting in the work and everybody doing it their own way and then you just started seeing it in everybody's life and i was like oh shit, did this really it's happen? happening <laughs> this this energy thing oh my god it's for real <laughs> yeah, so I, just, I loved it i was like i never yeah. went away from it but just just thank you for all of this thank you for everything that you have shared with us today Teresa. i'm glad that you are learning to be gracious with uh 20 year old Teresa, because my podcast is really about healing the inner child. Mm. Um, I'm still healing. And I just feel like that it's a lot of us out there that needs these conversations. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, so thank you for having me. Yeah. So lovely to see you again. Can you tell us where we can find you at on social media? I am only because I try to keep it down to a minimum. Um, I'm only on Instagram at Teresa Momo. That is my handle. I love it. I love yeah. it. Definitely going to share your information, guys. Go check out Teresa. And before we go, I have like three random questions. I just like to be funny at the end. Um, <laughs> so we already know we're both Geminis. Can you yes. one thing that you've done that you would like to share? Um, the craziest thing you've ever done. Craziest thing I've ever done that you can share. <laughs> oh no, I'm kind of a girl scout. Like, I don't know. No, Teresa, you No, really I am. Nothing embarrassing. 
Probably. I mean, look, I live in Los Angeles, so okay. I'm, I'm going to say this and hopefully no, no cops come try to find me. Probably the craziest thing I ever done. That's why my handle is Teresa Momo. So Momo. my last, my last name is Moretti. So if you know anything about the history of Ferrari or cars, uh, Momo is a racing brand. They first came out with a steering wheel. They have all these accessories for cars and the Momo stands for Moretti Monza. Okay. So, so I love speed, especially when I'm behind the wheels. So the craziest thing I've probably ever done is go really fast. And I won't give you the number down in LA freeway because I could, because it was very early on a Saturday morning and there's nothing more exhilarating to me. Like, okay. yeah, I, I really, I really want to get behind the wheel of a car on a racetrack because I, I was raised around Porsches. My dad was a Porsche mechanic and his best friend was a Porsche oh, body yes. guy. So I was raised around cars like that. And I love, I, listen, if I'm controlling it, I'm not a roller coaster fan. I don't want anybody else behind the wheel of the car, right. but like if I'm doing it, like then, so that's probably the craziest thing I've ever done. Cause seriously, like I'm a Girl Scout. I, I'm done and I haven't jumped out of a plane. Like I haven't done anything like that. <laughs> okay. Would you rather, would you rather have a shot of tequila or a glass of wine? Probably a glass of wine. Okay. And the last thing I'm going to ask you is what is your, um, what is something that you break before you use? Something I break before I use. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's an interesting one. I don't know. If I break things, I throw them away. <laughs> it's an egg. Oh, look at you. About that. Oh, my God. And I even yeah. had an omelet this morning. So I didn't. <laughs> You'll think about me next time you crack an egg. I will. Like forever. I will. <laughs> I want to thank you so, so much for coming on episode 39 with Truth Be Told podcast. We are signing out today, guys, with Miss Teresa. We talked about the grit, the power and passion and perseverance with Angela Duckworth. Guys, please check this episode out. We are signing out. Lovely evening. Bye, Thank Teresa. you.